0: This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science and life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Ossian June welcome everyone to this inspiration science podcast i'm so excited to welcome today's guest speaker it's candy messer she is a profitability and growth advisor an author and a speaker and what she does is help people with bookkeeping with their payrolls to keep track when it comes to money so you can sustainably grow in your business but she also helps entrepreneurs to be really aligned with what they love and to have the freedom to go after your zone of genius while having systems and of course the metrics and stuff that is required to maintain um, the back end of the business as well and also I met uh, candy um, through a mastermind, the media mastermind as well where we can't um, you know in the connected and we talked about also power of relationships, the media leverage and things. and I think it's really interesting on her background um, as well. So thank you so much Candy for taking the time to come on my podcast. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing well. Thank you for the invitation to be here. I really enjoy, you know, talking to people and I'm glad that we could connect again on your podcast.
0: Awesome. Yes. In terms of your whole journey, you know, what was for you the turning point or like the start of your entrepreneurial past and why specifically like gross advisor and like why bookkeeping? How did you got into that?
1: Right. So I never intended to be an entrepreneur. Actually, I was My last kind of real job was as a full charge bookkeeper for a publishing company, which means basically I handled all the aspects of the finance from ordering inventory to receiving the product in, helping customers with their orders, accounts payable, reconciling the bank accounts. And so somebody knew what I did. And asked me to help her because she was helping in her husband's business. And she said, I don't mind invoicing the customers. I'm paying the bills, but I hate reconciling the accounts. It's such a hassle. Would you mm-hmm. help me? And she literally bugged me for probably three mm-hmm. or four months before I finally said yes. But I had to, at that point, then say, well, I need a business license. I have to buy the software. You know, mm-hmm. there were costs that, you know, I was going to incur. And the business license and home operating permit were more than I would really earn from her. And so then I was like, well, I need to get a few more clients to make it worth it, right? So I did those kind of on the side of my real job. Mm -hmm. And then at one point, my husband just said, you know, you enjoy what you're doing. People love the service that you offer. You need to give up your, you know, regular job. And that was a scary thing. So there's probably some people listening who've been there where it's like giving up a guaranteed paycheck for something that you're not sure if you're going to be successful can be scary. Mm -hmm. But I did. And now here we are all these years later. I actually have 11 staff now who also help with us too. So that's been a joy too, because not only do I have my own business, but I'm helping other people also be able to earn a living through the business that I have.
0: That's amazing. Well, congrats, you know, on taking this step. I think it requires, you know, bold moves to get bold results in life as well. And in terms of the whole bookkeeping, you know, I think many entrepreneurs, especially aspiring entrepreneurs, like just starting out, they just kind of get into it, get to their first clients, go on and on until, you know, the surprise comes, which is the the (laughs) taxes and things. And as we just Mm -hmm. talked before, they don't have the money. Oh, I was not expecting that. They don't know how much revenue they're making, what their expenses are. So people are, you know, getting shocked by that. What would be your perspective that you would tell an aspiring entrepreneur once they start out, you know, their business when it comes to this?
1: Mm -hmm. I always say too, you really need to have where you're putting money away for taxes. Now, a lot of people are living off of the money that they're earning from their business, and they don't realize that the IRS considers all of that taxable income. So just like if you were working a job and you had a paycheck, right, the IRS is going to say, well, you made $50,000, $100,000, whatever that is. Well, you have to live off of that, right? But you're still falling into a tax bracket that you pay a percentage of that. So Mm -hmm. the same thing with your business. So you have to figure, unless you're losing money in that particular year, there's probably tax that you're going to have to owe. Now, if you're a sole proprietor or, you know, even an S corporation or LLC, sometimes your personal things also affect that, but you do need to plan that you're going to have tax that's due. I had someone come to me once that had a notice from the IRS that said she owed $10,000. She was relatively new in business. And she came to us and said, I don't understand. Like, how do I even owe money? There's literally no money in the bank. I literally live month to month. And mm-hmm. I had to explain there's a difference between cash flow and profit, right? So you spend the money, that's spending the cash that you have. But again, that is considered a distribution to you. So that amount of money is taxable. So it's important to put money away and talk to your tax preparer and say, so far, It looks like I'm on track to make this much money this year. How much should I be paying? And technically, you're supposed to make those estimated tax payments if you're in the United States. Now, I know you probably have a global audience, but in the United States, we have four times Mm -hmm. a year that you're supposed to be paying into the tax amount. So it's not all at once. You have to come up with it. You are paying it throughout the year. But planning for that is really important
0: yes i i love that you know in terms of like measuring those things as well and to take these things seriously you know there's this saying that says that if you pay more attention to money that you will make more money instead of like people who just like kind of shy away and there are people who are scared to face the reality to look even into their bank accounts and things Mm -hmm. like for yourself have you always been a person who paid attention to money and those metrics or is this something that evolves throughout your journey?
1: I actually have always been very good with money. Um, it's always funny when you look at family members and how different they can be. But I was always one who saved. I was cautious. I looked at the value of what I was paying for, you know, making sure I got a good deal and then managing that money very effectively. Um, and then my brother would get his money and he would quickly spend it, and then he would find where I might have my money, you know, and what I call permanently borrow it. You know? mm-hmm. So um But but yeah, I've always been good. I've always been good with numbers. Um, I've always been good with managing money. And so I think that's where my skill naturally really um, can help other people as well, because there are some people that have never even been taught really how to manage money. And one Mm -hmm. of the passions that I had was actually teaching people to understand finance and, you know, what does it take to actually be able to build up savings and, you know, finding out what you should be spending on and maybe things that you're spending money on that maybe you don't need to. Um, But I remember when I took my daughter to college and feeling she was educated, she knew really what to do with money as well and knows don't get a credit card and just, you know, spend and then pay the minimum balance because you'll pay that off, you know, forever and Mm -hmm. pay much more in interest than you will for the actual product you would have bought in the first place, you know, but a lot of people don't know and they're given credit, and don't know how to handle it, misuse it, end up with poor credit, and then it affects them for a long period of time, and it ends up costing them more in the long run. So if you can manage things effectively up front, um, and if needed, pay cash. I know a lot of people don't even use cash anymore, but instead of using credit, if you can't easily manage that, then let's look at other options that you can use to make sure that you're staying within the budget that you have and Hopefully you're looking at a budget, right? But a lot of people are afraid. They don't know what to do, don't know how to do it. And they're doing the best that they can.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's really true. You know, take response of that responsibility of that, because many people, they're like slaves to the money instead of being in control of that. You know, what would be your like, let's say your top three advices when it comes to managing money better? Because I think many people do struggle with that, especially in the initial stages. So what would be your top three lessons that you've learned?
1: Sure. I would say whether it's even on the personal side or in business, look at what you're spending your money on. Sometimes you are spending things that you forget you even signed up for. You may have, you know, some subscriptions that you mm-hmm. originally signed up for. Sometimes you sign up for a credit card too, and it will say introductory offers 0%, but then all of a sudden interest kicks in and it might be 13%, 19%, you know, a large amount that goes to interest. So mm-hmm. look at what you have. Look at what you need, and really be tough on yourself. On do I really need to spend on all of this? If you're really struggling with your finances, do you need to have the cell phone plan that you have? Do you need to have subscriptions to all the channels you know that you watch? Do you need mm-hmm. to go out and eat as much? Um, because that ends up adding up to be quite a bit. Often you think, oh, it's five dollars here for a Starbucks venti coffee or whatever. You know, it's not that much. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it, it adds up over time to be quite a bit. So really just look at what you're spending and look at, is this a need? Is it a want? Um, And what can I do to use that money effectively? So if you're putting money into accounts that have growth, you know, that money is going to work for you instead of it being spent on things that maybe you don't need. And people don't always like to hear that, but let's look at things really in a way that's going to benefit you in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. Because we want you to be able to have savings. You need to have a rainy day fund. If something happens, what if your car breaks down, right? You need to have mm-hmm. money to be able to pay that credit card bill. I say it's fine to use credit cards, but pay them off every month. So you don't have interest, right? And make them work for you. Cause many of them even have cash back, right? Whether it's, even if it's only 1%, If you then apply that to your actual statement balance, it reduces what you owe. It gives you time to actually pay that bill so you can manage your money and use it Mm -hmm. effectively. Um, But really just looking at all of the options that you have available to you and what can you be doing with that money To have it work for you plan for your future have money put away for your retirement have money put away for rainy day and have money for like six months of living expenses in in case something happens right like with covid Mm -hmm. a lot of people found out that all of a sudden they didn't have money they were maybe laid off or had less hours of work because businesses were closing so really just plan for your future And it's still okay to have fun and spend some things on entertainment or whatever, but just plan for how much you're going to spend
0: yeah that's such a that's such a great in um you know because i think many people that are too much over the place and as you mentioned they don't have a budget at all they don't know even the numbers and i think doing this is probably one of the first step or a good habit to grow and the compound things as well like the little starbucks things or the little subscriptions (laughs) that we don't pay attention to now like in your for yourself as well like Your background is really strong in that field particularly, and I feel that many people, they don't allow the help of others to come into Mm -hmm. their business, allow experts taking care of things. So we're really scared sometimes as leaders and as CEO to let go of certain things. has been your experience in your business? Like maybe some of the things that you had struggled to let go of, but you eventually did, and that allowed Mm -hmm. you to grow new levels.
1: I think all of us have challenges that we face in business, whatever type of business we are, you know, and some people are going to have those challenges around the money and finance. And some of us have challenges around, you know, fear of other things too, you know, getting out of our comfort zone, right. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have a place we feel comfortable in. Um, For me personally, I remember when I was thinking, like, should I even have a newsletter? Like, people may not be interested in accounting or, you know, finance or things like that. A lot of people, it scares them. So they may not want to even read anything that I have to say. And a lot of people hire us to do it because they don't want to do it. But someone Mm -hmm. told me, you know, just educate them. And if they don't want to do it, Great. They can come to you for help, but if they do want to do it, you're giving them tips and tricks. So I started, you know, doing that newsletter probably 11 or 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was asked to start a podcast, right? I didn't ever intend just like I didn't intend to be an entrepreneur. I didn't intend to have a podcast, but someone found me on LinkedIn, what I was sharing. And they said, this is great material. We want to share that. Um, So originally I was on voice America And it was an hour long show that I was sharing content with every week. It was actually recorded live and then it was published multiple times during the week. Um, and then over time with COVID of course, too, and things that were affecting my business and my clients too. Once again, I was also looking at what can I do um, to reduce some of my expenses to make sure I don't have to lose any staff. I don't have to worry about the costs that I have. So Mm -hmm. I decided not to continue with voice America, um, just to save that amount of money and put it towards other things. So now I do it myself and mm-hmm. I put the podcast on YouTube and I share it to the podcast channels and everything too. So I'm still doing it, but that was a scary thing. I'm a actual introvert. I'm actually a shy person. Um, and then thinking about talking to an audience that was a little scary at first, but I actually love what I do because I know I'm helping I'm giving tips to entrepreneurs that will help them be successful. Whether it's me just sharing my own information or me interviewing guests, Mm -hmm. the purpose of that is to help other people. And so that helps me get over any fears that I may have around that.
0: I love that. That's so great. And I think it's, you know, it's true. Like we have like different challenges that comes by and stretching our comfort zone is so important. And one of the things that we touched on is also integrity, like sticking to our own commitments that we say Mm -hmm. we will do. And, you know, like I think that some people, they say they will do something and they don't do it. And what happens is we lose the inner credibility and the trust to Mm -hmm. ourselves as well. So, you know, what's something that really helps you to stick to your own words and commitments uh, without excuse to really like go for that?
1: Well, I think I was just brought up that way too. Like if you say you're going to do something, you do it, right? I mean, only if there's like some type of emergency that comes up or something, and it keeps you from doing that at the time that you say, you really need to be doing what you're doing. And it's just as a person of integrity anyway it's important for me to know that people can trust that if i say i'm going to do something that i will do it
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: even when it's super crazy things come up i mean all the time anyone who runs a business knows things come up mm-hmm. that you don't expect um but you still can get done the things that you promise and if it requires you having help you know to do some of that that's okay too right at least mm-hmm. you are able to get done what you say you're going to do so if that means That I'm supposed to be, you know, helping someone do something and something unexpected came up. If I have a staff member that can help with some of the work that I had originally planned to do, that's okay, right? We still Mm -hmm. are meeting the need of the client. And so that's, what's really important and having boundaries as well so that, you know, like for your own family too, being there for your family. So if you have a special event that's happening and someone ends up calling you, you just have to let them know. I really want to help you right now, but I can't do it now. I can do it on this day. Will that work for you? And most of the time, People will say, oh, sure, no problem. It didn't have to be today, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but making sure that you have those boundaries because I do remember I had dated somebody Now I've been married for 30 years now. So this is a long time ago. I dated someone who was just starting in real estate and he felt like the minute he had a call and someone was interested, he had to drop everything. And he actually left my college graduation early because someone called, right? And I told him like- that person probably would have been fine if you had said, like, I have something right now, but I can meet you, you know, tomorrow or in three hours or whatever that is. So I say too, have integrity, not just with your own business, but those who are important to you as well.
0: I love that. This is so beautiful, you know, because I think this is like, You know, one of the things I've also recently had a talk on is like in relationships, it's not just like 50-50, it's like 100 and 100, like you go all in and it's a matter of like priorities because you cannot put a price tag on your friends and family or on your romantic Mm -hmm. partner. It's like they are priceless. And if they are important, you just have the time and you can have a thriving business and a thriving relationship. And I think many people, they kind of separate it. And as you say, they're kind of dropping one things. So that's kind of the thing. But the next question is like, how do you view when it comes to the work life balance? Some people say that doesn't exist because it's like pretty abstract what balance means. And others say it's pretty integrated. Like, well, how is it for you?
1: Yeah, I think there are times that, you know, my family does have to realize that there are deadlines. For instance, we just came out of one of the deadlines that is get the documents to the government, you know? And so there are some things that are hard and fast that I cannot control. And we have to make sure that we meet those deadlines. And then my family knows that those are times that I have less time available for them. And things come up in business. Again, we all know that unexpected things happen. And so there are times where maybe you have something that you, you know, want to have more free time away from the business. And now all of a sudden something comes up and you have to spend more time. Um, But I think at the same time, you can often control like how much time you're spending in the business. There are some people that just feel like they get their success from work. And so that's what they're focused Mm -hmm. on by putting family aside. But you have to realize whether it's a job that you work or it's your business that you run, if something were to happen to you, the business isn't going to be there to support you in the way that your family can, right? Like obviously financially, if it can help continue to pay the bills, that's great. But at the end of your life, are you going to be thinking about, I could have spent more time in my business and had it be that much more successful, or are you wishing you had more time with your family, whether it was your parents, your kids, you know, whatever relatives I have heard so many people say it's at the end of my life, I'm thinking of my family and not what my career was. Right. So Make sure that we balance those as much as we can. But, you know, like I said, some people say balance isn't even possible. Balance means it's even, right? It's like this, right? That's Mm -hmm. balance. Sometimes business is going to be like this and your family is going to be down here, but there's other times that you need to shift it, right? So I think just knowing that overall throughout periods of time, it doesn't have to be looking at it as balance on a daily basis or even a weekly basis. What are you doing just overall to make sure that? you are showing that your family that they're important to you, but you also dedicate to your job or your business what you need to dedicate.
0: That's so beautifully said. Yeah. I think that's like the whole thing. And then I think many people when they try to you know achieve a goal in business, I think they kind of sometimes they tend to neglect other parts, which is like health mm-hmm. and relationship. And they are like cornerstones of rocking a business as well. And to do it like simultaneously um, too but like in, in your experience, like what are some of the things you observe with a lot of entrepreneurs when it comes to certain limitations in business and things? Because we do all set it in our minds, um, you know, that, that you just see many people block away their own luck through that. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, when you first start a business, too, you're often wearing all of the hats, right? You have to find the customers. You have to do the work. You have to... Pay the bills. You know, you have to if you're going to hire someone, you know, do the hiring and all of that stuff. So you're wearing, you know, 20, 30 different hats. And as you grow, you have to be able to delegate and have other people help. And I think sometimes people have a hard time thinking like, well, they're not going to do it as good as me. Well, that might be true, but you can also train them, right? Have mm-hmm. them do the process with you. You know, you can record a video of this is how I do this, or you know, some things aren't as easy to just demonstrate, you know. But if you create some type of tool to help them over time, they're gonna learn it and, mm-hmm. and get good at it. But if you are going to scale your business at all, you have to not be the most important thing and the the one who is stopping production, right? Because you end up becoming the bottleneck in your own business if it all has to come through you. So you have mm-hmm. to have faith that you are hiring people who are going to do a good job. Now you're not going to be perfect. No one ever hires perfectly 100% of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: even if you hire somebody who is a great fit at one point life changes, whether your business is going in a different direction or their life is going in a different direction. So you're going to have staffing changes, but realizing that you really can't do it all and be successful and understanding that it's okay. It is scary sometimes to hand things off and is it going to be done correctly? Is my invoicing going to be accurate? Are my bills going to be paid on time? you know There are things that you have to think about, but if you want to be successful you really have to let go and understand that you don't have to do everything on your own. And people do care. Like my staff cares about their job and they want to do an excellent job. They don't just come to get a paycheck. Right. So if Mm -hmm. you have the right culture in your business too, and you value your employees, they know that they're important. They understand the mission of your company. If you have the right people, they want to help you succeed yeah and they also benefit from that
0: yes that's so true the whole company uh, the culture of the company the leadership the empowerment where the purpose the vision is going to as well you know like when it comes to hiring like having different talks with entrepreneurs I think one of the hardest things is the letting go process of the control mm-hmm. and also like I think that many people say like when's a good time to hire because for some people when you're starting out your cash flow is maybe not consistent and then you're scared like right. is this really worth it? my time no I think I will just take care of that by myself and it kind of goes on and on so like you now like scaling it up with like 11 employees and doing your business how you know when do you think is the best time to hire and how did you like gradually build this up? Sure.
1: Well, there are times that it just kind of pops up, like all of a sudden you have to hire, you know, somebody maybe gives their notice and things like that too. And so that is kind of more of a, I have to like look into this right now, but if you are, maybe you don't, haven't even hired anyone yet. And you're like, I know I'm going to need someone at some point. Um, it's kind of hard sometimes. Cause you're like, if I have to hire a full-time person and I don't have enough work to keep them busy, then I'm paying out more than, you know, I'm able to generate. But if you are able to save, and this is again, where like, start really looking at what do you need to spend on and start putting money away and building up savings so that, mm-hmm. you know, I can afford to pay somebody for a few months before the revenue kind of meets where they're at. And then you can still hire them before you actually are overwhelmed with work. If you have to wait until you have too much to do before you start hiring, you don't have enough time to finish all the work and hire and train and do all of that. So it's better to hire before you need them, uh, but have built up some savings so that you can afford to bring them on, get them trained, and they're ready for those clients when you are able to market and bring them in. Um, if mm-hmm. you don't have that capability, and especially when you're a smaller business, and maybe you don't have a lot of work that you think is going to come in to make a, even a part-time worker, like five hours a day or something, um, let alone full-time. Then Mm. you can look at outsourcing even, you know, there's virtual assistants that you can hire. Maybe you need help with social media. Maybe you need help with your bookkeeping, you know, maybe look at the aspect of your business that you need help with, and then you can hire someone to help with that part of it until you get enough work where you can bring someone in-house.
0: Yeah. Yes, that's great. Yes, I think, you know, when you when you can hire those specialists and people, it, it just like pays off beyond. I think some people just like look at the current and don't know mm-hmm. the rewards that can bring having the team um, as well. Right. And, you know, one of the things that you've learned as a great leader, like to train them and to hold them accountable, to, you know, to tell them where the vision is going, what would you say is one of the top lessons you've learned as a leader building your company so far?
1: Oh, goodness. I think it's important as a leader that you really have compassion really for your staff as well to understand, you know, things are going to happen in life. And so, Mm -hmm. yes, you want them to be able to be there and work, you know, their scheduled hours and, you know, do the work that needs to be done. But they're human beings that you need to care about as well. And so sometimes you can care too much, right, and not hold them accountable to their job. But sometimes, You could just be like too like regimented, right. Mm -hmm. And not allow for some type of flexibility or things like that too. So, I mean, I've had situations I had, you know, someone who her father lived in another state, he ended up passing away and she had to take care of things. And Mm -hmm. I adjusted her schedule so that, you know, she could take care of things during the day. If she had to meet with an attorney, she had to go to the bank and close things out, you know, be Mm -hmm. able to work with them so they can handle the things that they need to handle, but still do the work that needs to be done for you. And luckily for my position now, it can be done remotely. You don't have to be sitting in an office with me um but in that particular case that's when i still had everyone in the office but i was able to make it you know flexible and so she could work when she needed to and then she could to handle the things that she needed to handle even now i had somebody um in september that just had a baby and i have one person who's due any day you know and so i've said You don't have to work, you know, a nine to five per se, as long as in the long run, you have tasks that you are accomplishing. And in the short term, when you're having the baby, obviously let's have help. So you don't feel you have to come back, you know, quickly. Um, And if you want to fine. but you don't feel pressure, but once you're working a schedule again, if your baby needs your attention, you know, for a period of time, it's okay to log off, take care of that situation and then come Mm -hmm. back and do the work later. And so I think just with situations, whether they're in your office, whether they're working from home, understanding that people still want to work hard. A lot of people are afraid if people are working from home, they're not going to be as productive. How do you know they're working and, you know, things like that. But if you just have, this is the task that needs to be done and you see the tasks that are being done, right. Mm-hmm. And trust that your staff is not trying to take advantage of you. And I've actually been burned in the past where someone was actually stealing time from me by saying they were working and they weren't. And that was when we were in the office. Um, And I felt betrayed, you know, with that too, but I had to get over that and say, that was one person, right. Mm-hmm. That person didn't have integrity. That doesn't mean I have to worry that all my staff is going to be trying to cheat me, you know? And yeah. so we have those situations that we have to deal with in life. And there are going to be times that we're facing challenges that we never thought we would, but we can overcome them and still know that, Most people are good and they really want to do the right thing.
0: Yes. Yes. I think that's so true. You know, like, as you mentioned, like not putting all the people into one bucket, you know, and because logically seen if someone of the staff is doing that, we tend to just like worry about how about the others. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, you know, like knowing and still staying humble and to lead at best in the good and in the hard times. You know, and one of the things I would love to, you know, get your opinion on is like when you observe like people, entrepreneurs um, doing their business, what do you think are the most common pitfalls or like mistakes initially um most entrepreneurs do?
1: Sure. And I would say kind of touching back on what we discussed earlier in the podcast about not planning for taxes, you know, or liabilities mm-hmm. or things that you have to pay. One of the things too is just again most of the time it's being overwhelmed and having too much to do and forgetting some of the things that you're supposed to be doing. But make sure you have a business license. You know, if you're operating a business, whether it's your city, county, state, country, wherever, you know, there are certain regulations you have to follow. Um, mm. So make sure that you're doing those things on time. So put a reminder in your phone, you know, in the calendar or something, so that you know every year I need to file by this date. Otherwise you're paying penalties and interest. So that's extra money out of your pocket that you didn't have to have out of your pocket. Mm
0: -hmm. If you
1: are supposed to be, you know, paying your employees a certain amount on a certain date, make sure you're following through, understand all of the laws that apply Mm -hmm. to your employees, you know, because if you don't follow the rules, right. Even if you didn't know what the rule is, the government basically says you should have known. And so we're going to penalize you, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have time to do all of this, have professionals that are resources that you can contact and ask for help, whether they help you do the work or you can ask them, you know, what am I supposed to do if I have an employee? Do I have to give them a meal break? When do I have to pay them? I've I've had people come to me before that say, like, I'm going to just pay people once a month. And I'm like, according to the labor laws, you have to pay at least twice a month in this location, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the rules are. Um, So people don't always know what they don't know. So have Mm -hmm. resources. Don't be afraid. A lot of people are afraid to admit that they don't know. And we don't know everything. And we know our expertise. And it's okay. Nobody is judging you for not knowing something that is not your expertise. It's okay to ask for help.
0: Yes, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing all those insights so far. It's really valuable. And also, like, lastly, one thing is like, is there a specific motto or a quote that you daily live by that inspires you?
1: Oh, goodness. I mean, I I just think. I guess I just feel like I have a purpose. Right. And I was put on this planet for a reason. And for for the business side, I feel it's really to help entrepreneurs to be successful and whether it's us helping with the actual work that they have so they can be free, you know, to do the parts of the business they love, or it's me having my podcast and sharing, you know, these tips and tricks to really help entrepreneurs be successful. I know that I'm here for a purpose for that, but I'm also here personally, you know, with a purpose. And I think I just want to live that purpose out and be a person of integrity and, you know, really show that I care about people Mm -hmm. and help people when I can make their lives even better.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And also like for the audience, how can people best connect with you and potentially work with you?
1: Sure. Uh, well, I mentioned my podcast a few times, so that you can find on YouTube under my name, Candy Messer, or Biz Help for you. It's also on lots of the podcast channels, too, like iHeartRadio and Spotify. Um, and then my company is abandp.com. That's how you can find our website. Um, and then anyone can you know, find me also on LinkedIn. Um, I have a Facebook business page, you know, I'm kind of out there on social media. So either searching me Candy Messer or affordable bookkeeping and payroll.
0: Awesome! Thanks so much for all the viewers. Give Candy a follow. Connect with her on Instagram or on LinkedIn, Facebook, on all the socials that are gonna tag below. And also, if you need any help in bookkeeping, um, as we just addressed that, if you're someone not taking it yet seriously and you just know this is something that you know is important for you and you struggle, um, take contact, you know, with Candy just to have a sp- um, you know to talk about this I think it's so important to sustainably grow and I think especially for women I realized one thing like we a lot of women they they just drive their um, business by intuition by the flow and things and I think sometimes one of the things I've especially learned is also we need that masculine energy to drive as well the systems the KPIs we can do measure things because otherwise things are kind of more of a gamble And I think that's uh, something that I definitely learned and today's topic as well that affects your mental well-being when you're financially under pressure and, you know, you feel like a slave to the money as well. So thank you so much, Candy, for coming and I speak to you next time again.
1: Sounds good. Thank you for the invitation. I enjoyed our conversation.
0: Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Austin o c i n j u n And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.